0: This is Stories of the Street. I'm Sachi. I'm Kelly. As we meet new people and discover new places around the world, we encounter countless stories that we feel need to be told. This is one of these stories.
1: Um, Hi, my name is Margot, and I'm originally from France, but I grew up in Senegal, in Singapore, and in South Africa. And I've been in McGill and in Montreal for the past one year and a half.
0: I met Margot, I think it was at a Discover McGill event. We were put in the same group to do certain activities all day. And I think we were the only ones in the group who really talked to each other. Because we bonded over the fact that we had similar interests in photography and wanted to join the same clubs. And then I think from there we just started hanging out. Why did you come to McGill?
1: I had like a few options after high school and... I really wanted to go to the UK first, but it was way too expensive. But there was like the perfect program in the UK, so I might still go for my master's. I'm thinking about it. So that was one option. And the other option would be going to France. But I wasn't really interested in that, seeing the options and the programs that would be offered in France. I wouldn't really match what I wanted to do so McGill was offering um, art history and communication at the same time so that was perfect because that was kind of a combination of both subjects that I really liked which is arts and the medias and as well I thought it was nice to have both English and French.
0: Margot has a lot of friends at McGill who she's known for years from South Africa namely you have a lot of friends who've come from the same school as you and from Singapore too, I think, which is pretty interesting because I personally knew no one coming here. I was really surprised that someone coming from a school in Johannesburg had such a large yeah. friend group <laughs> that came with her, yeah. <laughs> including your boyfriend. So that's yeah. really nice. Um, do you want to talk about yeah.
1: that? Um, yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted to come here was well because my boyfriend uh, wanted to come here. So, yeah, we met in South Africa, I think six years ago yeah and so yeah we just decided to come together as well and I know I think five or six other people from my high school but I guess it's pretty common because it's a French school so obviously people kind of had the same option as me either go to France or like Montreal or maybe the UK or another European country I guess Um. yeah I do see them a lot some of them are in McGill some in Concordia and yeah I think we see each other A lot of time because we kind of bond over the same thing we like to go out in the same places and yeah we have I don't know similar interests and things like that and I guess when we're together it's kind of like being home in a way
0: one thing about that that I was so surprised by was that pretty much none of them are fully French
1: yeah (laughs) well I know one of them is French, but he's lived his whole life in between Senegal, Mali, Congo and South Africa. So I don't know, he's not the truest French person you can find. And the others are mostly from West African countries. So yeah, when I was in the French school in South Africa, it was basically a mix of like French people, um, West Africans, so like from Senegal or Mali, or from Congo as well. So it was like kind of a lot of different people from French-speaking African country and a few South African people as well, but not that much. So I guess most of my friends are not really French or not at all, (laughs) but I think kind of like our culture was a combination still of French culture, obviously, because we were in the French school and then West African culture and also South African culture. And what is interesting is that it's very specific. Like, I don't know, it's a very, like, weird culture that is very specific to us, I guess. And I guess that's why we're so happy when we see each other and we're, like, hanging out together.
0: What was it like coming to McGill and being in contact with the large French community here? Because even at McGill, there are so many students who come from France or from French schools in other countries. So were you excited or did that make you want to like integrate yourself into that
1: well i think at first when i came here i saw just that it was a lot of americans and canadians and <laughs> i wanted to become friends with them but for a lot of people like the culture barrier is very big and it's not that easy to get to know people and be close with them when there's such a big cultural gap and when it comes to french people i mean the french people that i would hang out with in my school As I said, it's French people that moved around a lot, um, and especially within Africa. Um, So I guess it's a very specific type of French person, like me, which I didn't really find here in other people. I don't know when I meet like a very, well, a stereotype French person. It's kind of, there's also a very big cultural gap because I don't feel really concerned with what's happening in France, like the politics or the news. I don't really... Follow the French news sometimes, but not as much as French people who come from France or from Singapore as well. So, I guess, like, when we talk, sometimes we don't have that much to say to each other. And also, I feel like (laughs) a lot of French people are kind of close minded, which is a barrier again, because most of my friends are not French. So, like, when I talk with them, I feel like we don't have the same musical, cultural, or Like, just we don't have the same experiences, so we can get along, but I don't think we can really become super close.
0: Even a lot of the slang you would use when you speak French is more West African, right? And sort of Parisian slang or French slang, you don't always understand.
1: I think it depends. Like, a lot of the slang I use, let's say, with my friends from my high school would be really a mix of all of that, I think, like French slang, but mostly I guess mostly Parisian because it's the most international. But also, what is interesting is that in France now people try to include like a lot of what would be considered, let's say, West African slang into their slang. So I think now when you go to France, it's also mixed together, not as much. But I can see now when I talk to people that it's more, more and more mixed, and especially in French slang, there's a lot of Arabic. Uh, words that are included as well which is not slang originally but it's just included so I guess since it's being mixed a lot in France as well in terms of expression I think we can like understand each other but there are some things that I won't say of course because I'm not sure people will understand or also I don't want people to judge me
0: and I know your family just moved back to France and your brother who's younger is now going to high school there and being more integrated in that culture. So do you see yourself becoming more French and moving back to France?
1: I don't think so, because as I said, I've never lived there. And last year I spent three months there, I think, and that was the longest I've ever spent. And it was kind of weird. I mean, it's nice. It's a very beautiful country and you can find some great people as well. But I think that I'm not really assimilating very well. And I think, like, for instance, my brother and I are very different in the sense that he would hang out a lot with French people in South Africa. So I think we kind of developed differently in that sense. Also, knowing that my boyfriend is not French. So I guess since we were really close and we've been together for a long time, we kind of grew up together. So I feel like he became more French because of me and I became more whatever his mixed culture is as well. And so... I don't know. I think I wouldn't really assimilate and become more French. I could live in Paris because it's pretty international. But I think I would still kind of hang out with the same type of people I'm hanging out with now.
0: What has been your focus at McGill academically?
1: So right now I'm majoring in art history and my minor is communication studies. So it's mostly a combination of different types of fine arts and then a lot of media studies, gender studies, and it's linked as well to what I really like, which is photography and documentary as well. So yeah, I guess that's what I want to do later. And can you tell us about your current project? So right now I'm trying to develop a documentary. I'm not sure yet how it will look like in the end, if it's going to be just a huge documentary or a few episodes. But my aim is linked a lot to see how society shapes behaviors and identity in terms of culture and gender. So I really wanted to have a lot of different people with various cultural backgrounds and that lived in several countries, like very different countries, to see how society, where they grew up, shaped them Yeah, culturally and in terms of gender as well.
0: Through filming people and listening to their conversations, have you been able to relate any of the things they've said to your personal experience?
1: Yeah, I guess that's also... One of the things that motivated me to do the documentary, because before getting here, I didn't really think about how I was identifying culturally, because I guess we were all just mixed together, forming that one weird culture. So I've never thought, oh, I'm French, or am I French, or (laughs) questions like this. But when I got here, and I started to meet a lot of French people, I was like, oh, I don't really get along with them or I can't really relate to what they're talking about and also knowing that the Quebecois culture is very specific and I feel like when you're here you feel French because Quebecois speak French but it's not the same French so you feel like you're a different French and that's why people have never made me feel so French when I don't really associated it that much with French culture. I think it's interesting because also my friend group, as you said, is very diverse and it's a combination of a lot of different people from South Africa or from other French-speaking African countries or even French that traveled a lot. And being with them, I never question my skin color or my culture because we all have the same culture. But when I meet people here, for instance, other West African people, and I start talking with them, I kind of like want to create a bond because... I feel like we could have a lot of similar interests or love the same music or things like that. But sometimes there's a barrier because people first see my skin color and they kind of stop and be like, "Um, oh, she's just that white chick. And sometimes it's kind of weird and awkward because I do wear, let's say, South African style earrings or clothes or the way I speak or like the music I listen to. I feel like some people judge me and may kind of think that it's a form of appropriation when it's not because it's just part of my culture and of who I am but I guess that stops them from like really talking to me or like they kind of judge me in a way and I feel very awkward about that because I'm like so should I not wear this or should I just pretend I don't listen to his music or so I don't know what they're talking about just to kind of correspond to the idea that they have of me that I'm just another white person or like European person I don't know Um, so that's always kind of weird and I always try to break that barrier but I feel like it's a lot with people who never been I guess in French school in Africa or never really traveled in Africa and get to know that community that we form and I mean I do understand where people come from where they stop at the skin color But I think it's kind of a shame because I don't think you should associate like skin tone with culture. I think it's two very different things. And what I was talking about the other day with you is that my friends from South Africa, when they talk and they're like, oh, um, look at those white people. And I'm like, oh, but I'm white. And they're like, no, you're black. I don't see the difference between us. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You can't say that because, yeah, we do have the same culture, which is a very West African culture. But I still have that skin color, which is white, and I've never um, I've never felt so white before coming here, actually, because I think a lot of people, especially a lot of people who haven't traveled around Africa or other parts of the world, I guess, kind of stop at your skin color and doesn't see that you could have another culture, and yeah, I think it's just a shame, and I think it's kind of made me feel awkward a lot of times and out of place, and yeah. But I do get where people come from when they think that I shouldn't... I don't know, for instance, in clubs, when I go to this club, it's mostly, like, black people. And I've never felt out of place before in such clubs, because in South Africa, we would always go with my friends. And it's true that we would look odd, because we were this mixed group of people in the middle of other black people. But here, I feel like sometimes, yeah, I'm the only white person almost in the club but I've never felt it's weird but I know sometimes especially some girls look at me in a way and I'm like you know what it's okay I don't really mind because you don't know me but I do get where it comes from and I get that there's yeah as we said like a line between appropriation and appreciation and I get that you wouldn't want me or other people to appropriate like the privileges of your culture while not having to live with the negative sides of it and like the discrimination i do get that but the thing is is just that let's say for example kim kardashian wearing braids and renaming them originally cornrows but renaming them boxer braids i do get how that's an issue or even if she would say yeah i'm wearing cornrows it's not her culture at all i mean she doesn't have any experience of that culture either But I think that it's a bit different for me and for some of my friends that I know that are French but that moved a lot in Africa in their life. In the sense that just like where we grew up and we can't really choose what culture we want to identify to. We can't really choose, oh, I want to be French because... I can't relate, and even if I try sometimes, I don't know, we just don't have the same taste or the same references. Yeah, that's just where I grew up. I was born there, and I'm not trying to appropriate anything. I'm not even saying I'm from there. I'm just saying I grew up there. So that's part of my culture and of who I am, of course, and I can really change that. And I don't like the fact that sometimes I have to adapt around people because it makes them feel uncomfortable.
0: And do you think you've changed since coming to Montreal?
1: Mostly my environment changed a lot and I guess I had to adapt. But I'm kind of used to do that because I always move a lot. But I really got used to South Africa and to like being paranoid all the time or like having like five different gates and electric fences all over your house, having to watch wherever you go, be careful. I was really shocked when coming here that I I could just walk in the street. (laughs) I could just walk in the street and I was like, is someone gonna murder me or something? Honestly, I was so scared. I was always telling Christian, are you sure the door is locked? Are you sure this is okay? There's only one door and one lock. And he was like, that's normal, Margot, that's Montreal. And I was like, no, I'm scared. Or even walking in the street at night, I'm still like not comfortable doing that. Certain things like that, I guess having public transport really improved my life as well. Yeah, mostly the environment changed a lot. And of course, like people here are very different from people in South Africa as well. I think that's why I said I had like a cultural shock because I've never really met anyone from Ireland, for example, or I knew like, not a lot of American people, maybe two or three, I don't know, and I'm still very interested by the American culture, because it's so different from what I've ever known, and I don't know, it's just very, it's just very special, and in the sense that I've never seen anything like it before, and yeah, I think it was interesting, I think people here are much more open-minded, and I don't know, there's a lot of everything, and People are very open sexually, I think, and I don't know how to explain. It's very more artsy, and people are very liberated. It's very a free environment, which is interesting to see, because in my high school, a lot of people were very religious as well, and it was interesting to see how Western countries are more liberal, yeah, are more liberal and are more open about everything, basically, and... But like if I change, yeah, I guess in terms of me changing, I think I became more open on certain things because of university mostly. Well, not more open, but I got more knowledge and yeah, I guess have new perspectives on certain things. Like I was saying previously, like gender studies, I've never really done that before. And like we weren't really taught about like sexuality in high school or anything. So I guess it was really interesting to have that knowledge and to be able to adapt it to everyday life. And yeah, I think I just became more aware of my surroundings as well. And now I really want to try to do more documentaries, more photography, but in a more journalistic way and in a more social way as well.
0: Although your cultural identity is a very mixed one, it's interesting to see where the French side comes out, I think, because some of your mannerisms and habits and traits are very French, like the kind of food you like and how you go and buy good cheese and good croissant near your house. Yeah,
1: I think I've been criticizing French people way too much, but... In terms of my French identity, I think, yeah, it would come out more in food. (laughs) I mean, in culture, taste. Yeah, that's for sure. I think that's like the French school consequence because we are taught a lot about like culture and artists and like literature, cinema. And I did a lot of cinema in high school as well. And I think, yeah, the French system and the way people teach you things is very focused around how to form like a culture and I think that's very important in the French culture in general to basically be able to know things and like the news yeah I know like that's very important watching the news be able to have like a political stance and everything so I think that's very important but that's also because my dad's a journalist and My mom's a very literary person as well. So I guess they kind of pass that to me as well. And yeah, in terms of food, (laughs) I'm really French in terms of food because sometimes I have cheese in my bag and I always want to eat saucisson. Like, honestly, if you want to buy my love, you can just give me saucisson and I'll be very happy. And yeah, in terms of the diet, I know French people eat very simple things or like healthy kind of things. And yeah, I do relate to that a lot because my parents are still French and they taught me like their values. And yeah, also because of the language, honestly, like I think, yeah, I speak English, but I feel, well, it depends according to who I'm with, but certain expressions, I feel more comfortable like saying them in French or things like that.
0: It's really interesting to see how where you've lived before influences what you do here and the connections you form in Montreal, as in the way you, for example, you go to clubs that have African music or you already have a community of friends from South Africa. So you have all just built upon that and kept that connection and maintained the friendships you had before.
1: Yes, well, actually, it's funny because I just realized that like well when I got here I was in touch of course with my friends from South Africa but some of them I hadn't seen in a while because they've moved to other countries maybe before coming to Montreal and so I realized that I just started contacting them maybe like second semester and I think that's because well um, like we've made friends but we were kind of missing home and the vibe we have like when we're all together for example partying with like a big part of our lives. In South Africa, we would all like meet up and have like huge parties and everyone would be dancing. So I think we would like kind of missing that vibe. And I don't know, just culturally maybe like assimilating, but not that completely. So I guess that's why we hang out together all the time because we kind of want to recreate the same atmosphere. And I think it's normal because a lot of Europeans or other Canadians or Americans that come here, can kind of like relate to the culture because European and Canadian culture is still like Western cultures. I mean, there are some differences, of course, but it's closer, let's say, than like uh, the culture we were used to. So I think that's why uh, when we got here, there's a lot of new things I do, of course, that I wasn't doing before, like going to museum a lot and galleries and things like that but I think like in terms of yeah going to the clubs for example music and partying was very like important in our life and just in the South African culture as well so I think yeah we kind of tried to recreate that atmosphere here but I think every culture kind of tries to do the same thing when we were saying that like a lot of French people stick together here communities tend to stick together especially when abroad
0: I really hope that everyone listening to this episode has taken something new from it and enjoyed Margot's stories because I know that getting close to her and spending a lot of time with her since we started studying here, I've learned a lot from her as she has a really unique perspective. If you want to keep up with what she's doing and see this new project that's coming out, you can follow her at... Margs555. 5, 5, 5, 5, so that would be M A R G S 555. 5. It's complicated. On Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram. So you can see her photos, her documentary, and all that. Thanks, <laughs> Margot. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Also, Sots doesn't just podcast. To see our written
1: articles, photo projects, events, and everything else we're up to, check our Instagram
0: at Stories OTS. I'm Sachi. I'm Kelly. See you later.